0: Good day to you, ladies and gents. It's me, Nick. It's the mid-afternoon here in Canada. I'm on a high. I hope it's not, uh, you know, hysteria or sort of a hyper-ness, although I have had some green tea and some coffee. And I am staying hydrated, I'm happy to announce. Um, And I'm also wearing my own band's shirt. Because I'm in my house and there are no rules in your own house. Unless it's also your mother's house and she then her rules supersede yours. But what? I am not living with my mother, that would be crazy. I'm an adult. Adults don't live with their parents. Unless they're taking care of them. And why, just now my mother was doing yoga. Not that I saw. I just could feel it. I could sense it. ADHD, let's talk about it. I've got it. It's a gift. But I will tell you one of the downsides, because one of my um, areas of expertise is talking about the negative. And... Um, one of the uh, uh, one of the problems with it is that you make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I don't really know how else to put it. Your eye for details is often not that great. Mine certainly isn't, and I make uh, terrible errors almost daily. And great decisions almost daily. Now. You're probably listening and saying, "Well, I don't have ADHD and uh, I also have this ratio of errors to good decisions." And maybe that's the case, but trust me, you're maybe you're probably not taking them as hard. You're probably moving past them pretty quickly. I for a great thing, I roll around like a happy cat for 2 hours after it. If it's a bad thing, I roll around like a man covered in ants. Red ants for the rest of my life. But this makes relationships a little challenging because people are maddened by you. And I don't mean John Maddened, AKA impressed by your football expertise and willing to coach your team. I mean that they're just confused by your inconsistency and your behavior and often frustrated, sometimes furious. Um, I mean, I brought this up on a prior podcast, which I should start this right. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly, everybody. W-E-A-K-L-Y. Nick cast something. We... at Twitter. <laughs> at the Flans on Twitter, that's for sure. And, uh, I'm doing this four days a week for now. This is my little solo podcast where maybe I'll change up the format in a bit, but right now it's been really fun recording these, doing these for you. I hope you're enjoying it. If you have comments or questions or something you'd like me to read on air or answer on air, write w-e-a-k-l-y cast at gmail.com, weeklycast at gmail.com. Please let me know what you think. Um, here's that ADD, interrupting one thing in the middle with another thing, but that's important. What I just told you is important. I guess what I'm wondering is, you know, what I was talking about a few episodes ago. Maintaining your personal responsibility while trying to get people to sympathize with this constant element of your personality. I I mean, I think that life needs a lot of forgiveness just for all of us to enjoy ourselves that sounds like a commercial good god Um, life needs forgiveness to really function well and I think that that's probably one of the potential downsides of a certain streak of atheism is not really focusing on the core positive things that religions tend to enforce and then having this weird sort of, you know, survival of the fittest mentality. We only live on this earth. The best person wins because they evolve. You know, that would be a streak of atheism, I would imagine, where it's kind of like, life is just evolution. And the weak may fall in the ground becoming ash and bone and the great craft family after family of people with stronger and stronger muscles. But I am intent on being the weak person who somehow still creates humans for the future in spite of not being genetically predisposed to evolving does that make any sense what i'm saying is if i were a caveman i'd be dead by now and i would be out of the gene pool but in this life i want to remain in the gene pool although i might be sterile who can say can anyone if you don't think i'm sterile please write weeklypodcast at gmail.com sterile i always forget how to pronounce that word anyway um yeah so personal responsibility versus forgiveness this is something I, I have nothing new to add about it it's just something that really kind of haunts me really haunts me day to day not in a negative way exactly but just in a way where I I say how do I explain to people you know that I'm so prone to mistakes that could even go as far as hurting their feelings or seeming ins- insensitive And, um, well, at the same time, maintaining responsibility for those. And not, you know, having a life where I'm saying sorry all the time. I'm happy to say sorry all the time, but that's part of the problem. Saying sorry all the time could potentially reduce the meaning of the word sorry. I mean, that's Canadians in a nutshell. We say sorry and it means F you. We say sorry and it means I'm I'm sad, help me. We say sorry and it means pass the butt up. Past the vegan butter. Shout out to Chris Callahan. My friend Chris Callahan created a line of vegan butter. Last I checked. Actually, no, it was vegan bacon grease. But look, Google Chris Callahan vegan bacon grease and and uh, buy his product. What else is new? Marvel movies. I watched Infinity War. I a while ago don't think I'm a Johnny come lately maybe I'm a Johnny talk lately about a subject but I'm not a Johnny come lately and uh, I think it's back in the news because of the Guardians director and what happened with him also when I hear about the Russo brothers I just picture like the F- Blossoms was, was, <laughs> was that their last name Russo I feel like it was they somehow weren't Jewish anyway that's neither here nor there was that their last name on Blossom? Russo? in my opinionation it was so uh, Marvel Marvel's Infinity War film is a real genius piece of work linking together loosely plots of like all of these different franchises and containing all these actors. it's. I found it very enjoyable. I am a comic book fan. If you're not, you won't like it. But I did find it very enjoyable. It was like a really good cartoon. You know, or a really good comic book, which it's basically based on. But it's quite ingenious because they also make you backtrack and watch the movies you always skipped. Or at least I always skipped. I wasn't rushing to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I still haven't seen Thor. But I'm going to at least watch Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I'm going to watch that because it seems like it has some sort of info. I watched Doctor Strange. That was okay. Wasn't that great. And I watched uh, Ant-Man. Really liked Ant-Man. Not going to see the new Ant-Man. Not for a while at least. And I did finally watch Guardians of the Galaxy. And those were both pretty cool. Definitely... I think I really like Bradley Cooper as just a voice. Do you like me as just a voice? I had a voice audition today. My voice got complimented. It made me feel quite good. I think that's why I'm speaking with maybe a bit more verve and pizzazz tonight, today, this afternoon, this morning, yesterday, whatever point in time it is. Um, James Gunn fired. Fired. From the Disney franchise Guardians of the Galaxy. Well. Barely care. <laughs> Why do I barely care? I don't know. Part of me thinks that our fo- Even though I'm in entertainment and I definitely should care. The deluge of, of information primarily on Twitter about this kind of stuff is just tiring. Uh, in case you didn't know, the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies is a man named James Gunn. Who basically, his style with those films is to use a mixtape, almost like an Edgar Wright movie or Tarantino, where it's sort of these fil- these songs are anchors and the characters talk like, you know, real sarcastic 90s, 2000s people. And it's got a comic book sense of humor, but, you know, 90s comic book. And lots of sci-fi elements, obviously. Really great actors in all the movies. Um, they're enjoyable. I mean, they are definitely enjoyable. And James Gunn is the director and I suppose the um, inventor of that particular style, that those movies' particular style. I'm in, explaining incredibly slowly for anyone who already knows the story, but... Basically, the long story short is Disney fired him from directing further episodes of the further sequels uh, because he had tweets from about six, seven years ago that were uh, rampant in uh, jokes about, you know, pedophilia, babies, children, (laughs) edgy shit, edgy stuff education. And I fired him. Does this mean Vin Diesel is gonna be fired for his dancing videos someday when dancing becomes banned? When life becomes footloose? I hope so. But I mean, I definitely think that we have treated life and the public life in a way that is too gross. I'm trying to watch I'm Dying Up Here with my mom. We've been watching it. We're in season two now. Enjoyable show. Don't at me. I think it's enjoyable. I don't care. I do comedy. I don't care that it's a strange parody of the concept of doing comedy. Everyone having full conversations, apologizing to people, then doing their sets. But... It's like watching Beverly Hills 90210. It's it's just like an ensemble, soapy thing. But it has so much sex. And mostly the sex is the thing. There's so much sex. And it's just like, do we really need to see this? I I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's like even The Sopranos They made it be at a strip club. There was a reason for it. These were the crassest people in the world. Comedians, like, you don't have to show them having sex. In fact, everyone is better off if you never see a comedian having sex. And that includes in real life, if you're considering having sex with a comedian. Getting back to this. So, you know, James Gunn's jokes from six, seven years ago are just part of this, like, brutally... Hollywood and L.A. and entertainers have always been foul-mouthed, gross people. I am for sure an example of that. And, you know, that these tweets are just, like, part of that. When people didn't care and Twitter seemed like it was an in-joke between people who got it. No way will creeps and nimby people ever use this hip new format Twitter. Well, now they do. And they don't like your old tweets, James. And you know what, I don't either. They're not that funny. But that being said, you don't fire him for it, really. I mean, who cares? I mean, in that case, Roman Polanski, <laughs> insert thing, you know, they, in, they would have fired it. The two jakes would have never been made if uh, Roman Polanski, if, if moral turpitude was an issue. But I guess he's been removed from the academy of blah, blah, blah. So they're all cleaning up their act. Meanwhile, everyone is just doing exactly what they want, and that will never stop in America. That is what America is based on doing what you want, convincing yourself it is not affecting others. Or, well, really, what you're thinking is my happiness more important, and the, the happiness of those I love more important than the happiness of others. What I'm trying to say is being disgusting publicly and expressing yourself is more important than all other things. And look, if you go back on my work, all I've done is disgusting stuff, honestly. But I had enough shows where it was inappropriate that I learned to, like, flip the switch. And now my stuff is gross, but it's not, you know, those kinds of tweets anyway I don't really know what my point is because I don't really side with the idea that a comedian or a person should be held to task for how they used to be I think the time for punishment was then not now so I do agree with it but Leslie Jones was just on the view and she brought this up she said if I was she said I've been doing comedy since 1987 I was like ah oh, there's hope for me I didn't hear about Leslie Jones until not that long ago and she said if I were getting in trouble you know I was bad I didn't know anything and it's like I don't know anything I'm still learning everything so yes and I mean someone I know once said to me if, if I listen to something I recorded last week and I'm saying something that I still agree with that makes me feel really good and I totally got what he was saying and I was a bit envious because like I, I'm going to listen to this after I record it and go well I don't really agree with what this man is saying <laughs> Fun times, right? We're having a good time. You have to agree with me. So yeah, we're in this pissing contest. That's what happened. The left and the right are now competing with each other on who can get each other the other in more trouble, who can accuse the other side of being more heartless. And it's not a contest the left can win. Because they're sloppier. So I say you just don't care. Be you. If you get consequences, go indie, baby. Go DIY. Let's get James Gunn crowdfunding his next dream project. I think that's something we also need to realize about um, trolls, as they're called. Haters, as some call them because these are people not not quite enough. These are people bathed in internet, first of all, most of them. Secondly, I would say that 60 to 70% of them are under 20. And in 10 years will be like as regretful as I am for my internet life until 2000 and, and way after, 2005 I would say even later than that so we have to give them a little bit of a buffer to understand they are going to deeply regret who they are in several years troll today friend in a decade that's what I have to say that's all I have to say I'm done yo Thank you for listening to this week's episode, this day's episode. I'm trying to upload for a week, see how much I can keep that going. But this is Nick Flanagan Weekly. If you have anything to say, weacklypodcast, W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast, W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast, W, what is the address? Podcast at gmail.com. And um, you can find me on Twitter at week, okay, you gotta give me a second here. Thank you for giving me a second. If you have a question or comment, please write me at W-E-A-K-L-Y P-O-D-C-A-C-S-T at gmail.com. That's weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Um And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I haven't this account on Twitter. Uh okay, just follow at the flans. <laughs> Please like this on (laughs) podcast.com. iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, These are places you can find the podcast. SoundCloud. Follow me on all of those. Like, review it, comment. That all helps. I'm trying to get this going. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Let me know what you want to hear from me because I am interested in giving you what you want with a side dash of what I want, a side dish of what I want, but a side dash as well. Dish or dash, dish or dash. You can do a dish. You can do a dash. You can do a dish. You can do a dash. Okay. Nick at n-i-c-k-f-l-a-n-w-e-a-k-l-y nick flan weekly okay so that's me on twitter that's the podcast on twitter but at the flans is better and weeklypodcast at gmail.com for all of your needs this is the part where I talk about stuff I like check out um, the band dirty ghost my great friend Allison they have Their most recent record, um, Metal Moon, it's old now, but it's killer. They're killer. Dirty Ghosts. I think they're on Bandcamp. Um, check out the artist Moon King. He's really great. And support your local weird video store. In Toronto, it's Queen Video. In LA, it's Vidiots. What is it in your town? Um... Yeah, nickflanagan.bandcamp.com. Right now I don't have the Patreon set up, so you could uh, buy my album, Wiped Privilege. It's pay what you can. That will directly support me, and I can continue doing this. But I will make a Patreon. I'd love to know what kind of incentives you'd like to see. I've never done this before. Thank you very much. All right. Love you guys. Do you love me? Please say you love me. Thanks for listening.